0: Welcome back to the Healthy Diabetic Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Coach Ken Kenness. Before we get started, please remember that nothing that you hear on this podcast should be considered medical advice or otherwise. Please always consult your medical team before making any changes to your diabetes management. All right, we're just going to dive right into it. Um, You guys know that uh, this podcast has been around for a while, um, going on three years. Thank you to all of you who keep listening Please share this podcast. Um, I say it every single week because I think it's something that uh, is really important. That it these conversations get shared to the people that need it. These these conversations are found by the people that need them. Um, so if you can think of one person that you know is going to want to hear these conversations, want to hear this episode, this is. I'm really excited to. To sit down and record um, this because I have dealt with this myself over the past couple months, um, and I really want to share this experience um, with you guys because it doesn't happen to me very often, but I know it happens to a lot of us living with diabetes. So um, this uh, topic is probably going to hit close to your heart or hit close to your management style, however you want to kind of talk, how you ever kind of want to say it, but. Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this. So please make sure that you share this podcast with someone. Like, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review. It helps the podcast grow. Thank you very much for being here. Okay, let's just get into this because I'm I'm super pumped about this. This, this has happened to me over the past, I don't know, a couple months. And it's happened before, um, but it really doesn't happen that often. And this is this concept of do you actually trust your CGM, right? You've heard me talk on this show so many times how important these continuous glucose monitors are, how powerful they are, how much data and, and understanding and knowledge we can get from these um, devices. But at the end of the day, these devices are not fallible, right? They, they're not 100% accurate all the time. And over the past couple of months, I've been dealing with a lot A lot of fluctuating blood sugars I've got everything under control but I've dealt with a lot of fluctuating blood sugars um, as most of you probably have as well we all there's always times in our diabetes where it's just like we're going through our checklists and just things aren't things aren't clicking And I have dealt with that over the past couple of months, really, really, um, I've really dealt with it over the past couple of weeks over the last two, um, Dexcom CGMs, you know, if you aren't familiar with the Dexcom, it's a continuous glucose monitor, monitor that you wear on your um, persons on, on your, anywhere on your body, and it gives you twenty four seven data. And I believe I'm on the G6, which I believe it is updated um, to your phone or wherever you're getting that information um, every three to five minutes. The G7 I think might be even better than that. So these things are important, right? We don't have to keep hammering that home or hammering home with that. These these devices are very important. So over the last couple couple weeks, really the last I would say twenty days, because it's been the last two sensors that I've had on. Um my blood sugars have just been all over the place. And I think there's two really two things to kind of dive into here. One, this question of do you trust or should you trust your CGM all the time, every single every single time you look at it? And the answer is no. You shouldn't trust it every single time. And what I mean by that is For me, like it's become this really interesting feeling, right? If I'm kind of high and I see a number, but I know in the back of my head, I have awareness. I know in the back of my head, well, I didn't eat a lot of food in the past two hours and I covered for that food. And even if I um, didn't give, didn't give myself enough, there's no way I should be 300 right now. No way I should be 300 when I was 120 as an example under i was in range i'm in range in these in these moments that i do not trust the cgm and uh i'm looking at this thing it's 250 260 it keeps creeping up it's got that nice good trend arrow up it's not rising fast but it's rising so what do i do well first thing i'm doing the first thing i do in these situations or the first thing i am ending up doing which isn't always the best decision right, is rage bolusing, is being very aggressive with c- the correction, okay, let me give myself a little bit more in- insulin, I'm gonna give myself another, you know, I got a unit and a half on board as an example, let me give myself another unit or two units, and just see what it does, if it doesn't do anything, n- now I gotta go through my checklist, now I gotta, now I gotta go through my steps, okay, uh, two hours later, starts. St- dropping just a little bit but it's still hovering it's still hovering between that you know 250 260 maybe 270 and it's not really going anywhere and i'm continuing to bolus i'm continuing to bulls. um and then all of a sudden this number just shoots down to like 120 130 just shoots down not shooting not over the span of five minutes but over the span of maybe half hour and this is the point where i know okay well i'm not getting the, the right reading on the CGM I don't I'm not getting the correct reading I know I'm not getting a correct reading on the CGM and this isn't the only example of this I'm sure you guys have multiple examples of something like this happening and then really over the past two sensors there's two things that have happened the first thing is that uh, the number has been off anywhere from I don't know, 20 milligrams per deciliter, which isn't that big, of that. that's not that big of a, a gap, I, th- I believe, according to Dexcom. I think they say it's sh- it's like anything at 15 milligrams per deciliter um, or over, maybe a little bit more. That's when maybe you have to calibrate it. That's when maybe you need to think about doing a finger stick or, or maybe changing on a sensor um, if, it, if that continues. But my stupidity, I just keep the sensor on. And uh, I got to like day seven, day eight on both of these sensors because I am I was very stupid in this aspect and I didn't change out the sensor. In hindsight, I should have just changed out the sensor the first time because what happens when you have to do that? If you don't finish the whole 10 days, what happens? Oh, well, Dexcom is an amazing company. So what do they do? You just call them or even now you can do it from your phone And you just order another one. You tell them what happened. Uh, I'm just getting bad readings, whatever. And they'll ship you you out another sensor within 24 to 48 hours. Done. Um, But sometimes we don't do the smart thing. We do the thing that we think that I'm a problem solver. I think I can solve this problem. So in both of these sensors, I think I probably calibrated, I don't know, probably five, six, seven, eight times Um, that G6 and the G sense seven. I don't even think the G7 you can calibrate anymore because it's supposed to be so good. But the G6 is what I'm on. Um, You're not really supposed, you don't really need to calibrate that much. You shouldn't have to calibrate all the freaking time. And I feel like I was calibrating so many times. There was one point where the uh, number was off from a finger stick. So that's the other thing. I know the numbers off because I'm finger sticking, right? If I don't trust the number, I'm finger sticking right now, right away. Because I know I need to know what the real number is. Because if I have to, you know, be aggressive and, and bolus and correct, then uh, I'm gonna do that. So there's been a couple times when that number's been 60, 70, 80 milligrams per deciliter off. That's insane. That's insane. No amount of correction of calibration is going to bring that back <laughs> into into where it's gonna need to be. Um I think in that instance. I had to calibrate two other times, so I had to calibrate twice, in the span of four hours, and then it finally came back and ended where it was supposed to be. But I think like twenty-four hours later, it was off again. It was off by twenty, maybe twenty-five milliliters per deciliter, milligrams per deciliter, and it really shouldn't be off that much. Um, again, I think the standard for the for the Dexcom again. Don't don't quote me on this, but I think the standard is. 15 or you know what 1 to 15 grams per deciliter is sometimes when it could be off from a finger stick and that's the other thing that we have to think about is like how are we measuring if this thing is off or not well it's by a finger stick or whatever however else you can measure your blood sugar that from not a uh, CGM and I'm pretty sure it's a finger stick so this is the other thing that I think is really important to think about when I think about these CGMs is these again these are incredible incredible devices that we need 100% if you're not on a CGM you need to talk to your doctor to get on one it does not matter which one you get on because all three of them you know if I guess if we're not counting Medtronic's sensor the Guardian uh which I can't say anything good or bad about the Guardian because I haven't used that sensor in god since so long probably 10 years so I've heard good things, I've heard bad things. But just like the Dexcom, I've heard good things and bad things. Just like the Freestyle Libre, I've heard good things and, and bad things. It's like, so these are things that we have to think about all the time. And, and I and I think it's a really interesting thing because I ask myself all the time, do I, do I trust this number? Do I trust this number? You know, uh, there's been times on lows, right? I just talked about highs. There's been times on lows where my alarms are going off because the cgm says i'm 46 with a uh trending arrow down or a steady arrow uh you know to the side and but i'm really 89 i'm really 90 i'm really 100 so this can be a really tricky thing especially for lows especially if you if you have severe lows and just making sure that you have a backup plan all the time you need to always have your glucose monitor as a backup i carry my glucose monitor with me in my bag everywhere i go every single where i go because i always have my computer and all my work stuff i'm i always have that glucose monitor um the other thing i would say to that is with pumps right do we always trust that the pump's working in the way it should be no we don't pumps are not 100 um, percent accurate as well Right. So if you're having if you have problems with sites or you have problems with, you know, um, the if you have a problem with uh, your, oh, my gosh, brain fart. If you're having problem with your scar tissue or if you have tons of scar tissue like me, it's it's starting to become a little bit more difficult to use my abdomen because I've used it so many times, even though I feel like. I have a really good strategy of using my abdomen, you know, starting from the uh, very left side of the oblique and working my way towards the belly button, moving up about an inch, maybe half an inch to an inch uh, above this, that, that line that I just did. And then going up and then going back over and then switching to the, I mean, I literally can use my abdomen and have 40 different sites on it. Um, but Saying that, I've done that so many times that it's it's starting to become hard. I can tell that I'm starting to be a little bit insulin resistant. I got some scar tissue buildup or whatever. So I ha- am starting to give my uh, abdomen a long, long overdue break. But I'm still using my sensor in that spot. And the last two sensors that I've had um, that have not worked the way they really should be working in terms of the number, it was in my abdomen. So I don't know. I I don't, I like to use a tricep, um, for both because I'm on the Omnipod as well. I like to use the tricep for both. It works really, really well. I get some really good readings. Um, but there's other places too that I'm, I'm trying out and the thought process of, do you trust your technology? Do you trust your CGM? Do you trust your pump? is a very serious thing that I never really took I never really thought about and I took for granted like of course, why would I not trust this thing ninety nine percent of the time it's right ninety nine percent of the time it works the way it's supposed to, but that one percent could be really really a really big issue, and I can see that I can a hundred percent see that even over the last two weeks with me when um I've got a number that says i'm eighty nine or I've got a number that says I'm super low like 46 40 5, 50, but then I'm really 70. And then on the flip side I've even had the other way. I've had well uh the number says I'm like, you know, 110 90 maybe and I in a trending arrow down, but really I'm like 70, I'm 65 and I'm trending down. It can be a real big really big problem. So make sure that you are you are understanding this concept, and how do we deal with this? Well, we deal with it from some of the stuff we talked about. Making sure you have a glucose meter as a backup, making sure that you have your low treatments 100% all the time, ready to rock and roll. That is your A, your A uh, low treatments, and your B low treatments. If you don't know what I'm saying, here you go. Here's a quick tutorial. Here's a real quick tutorial on this. Your A treatments is whatever you're using for low treatments that are healthy, that are going to be good for you. That isn't just crap. Um, That like for me, it's fruit, hundred percent bananas. Love them. Love bananas. Lara bars are really good. Um, They got 27 grams of carbs, but it's a very, very slow. uh, It's a very slow buildup of carbohydrates because it's just dates and cashews. That's all it is. So, That is my strategy when when dealing with lows. I'm going to use fruit and I'm going to use something that's very healthy for me because I I value quality and health above all. My B strategy for dealing with lows is if I'm in a really sticky situation and uh, I might pass out or if I'm super low and I'm incoherent, my wife, everyone around me, uh, myself, if I am coherent, knows that I need to bring this up and I don't really care. I do not care what I need to get in my system. I'm getting it now. If I need to do juices, the juice box, or whatever it is, I don't, I don't care what it is. Um, that That's my strategy when dealing with lows. I have an A strategy and I have a B strategy. Now, if you're someone that typically does liquids, awesome, I think that's a great idea. That is a great idea to deal with lows with liquids, especially for um those of you who have a really hard time with lows and either are incoherent or maybe you are in a, a risk of passing out or, you know, they're just there's so many people that are like that. I, I can't relate to that on a personal level because I have, I believe I have what's called hypoglycemic unawareness and hyperglycemic unawareness. I was forty six today because I worked out and didn't eat anything before because it was just going to be a night, a little small thing. I was just going out and doing some, doing some, uh, real easy lifts that I want to just get in before I had to leave the gym today, uh, and come home. And, uh, I dropped to 46 and if it wasn't for the CGM, I would have never known because I didn't feel anything. I felt like a million bucks. I felt a little bit, a little bit out of it um losing focus a little bit but other than that i wasn't sweating i wasn't like shaking i wasn't like slurring words i wasn't falling over nothing like that so could, the cgm is in that instance it helped me a lot because one because i didn't feel bad i didn't believe the number and this is the other aspect or the other part of the you know the other side of this coin of do we trust these numbers and also if you don't trust it and you test and it's actually really good then you know that that's a good thing that you have that backup so i tested and it was it was it the, the cgm said 46 and my blood my blood sugar meter uh, my finger prick said 45 i was like okay i think i had 0.3 units on board no that's not doing much right now or it's not doing much in that in that uh time frame because most of that insulin's probably probably all, all gone uh, so I ended up eating banana, 20 minutes later I was good. Because that's part of my strategy. So you have to build your own strategy. Have an A strategy, have a B strategy. If your A strategy is just some food that you like or some candy or whatever it is, but your B strategy is like, hey, I can't actually eat anything because I'm I'm like that, I'm that gone or I'm like that, like I, I'm not, I just can't physically eat something then 100. Let's get some liquids in you, whatever that might be. If you have a if you have a glucometer, uh, or not a glucometer, but if you have um, specific glucose um glu- glucometer kit or glucose kit, that you can get some glucose right now. Awesome. Um, the really cool thing that I have seen is EpiPens, but they're they're glucose EpiPens. So that's a really cool thing too now because we don't have to, you know, draw out the glucose and like mix it and and all this stuff to give ourselves a shot to bring ourselves back up. We can just use literally use like an EpiPen, stick ourselves and and you're good to go. So there there's all these incredible ways to help us with low blood sugars. There's all these incredible strategies that I've heard about and things that I don't even use in my management style that I think would be really cool to, to start experimenting with um, that work for highs. So what do, what works for you is the biggest thing that I am constantly talking about. What works for you? Awesome. I hope this was uh, illuminating. Um, I hope that you have some type of strategy for your lows and you don't just carry around candy and you don't just carry around crap that's not good for you. I, I promise you guys, the better quality of food that you're consuming as a diabetic and as and not even just as a diabetic, but as a human being, the better. Blood sugars you will have. I guarantee it. I guarantee it if you are eating good quality wholesome foods and not just crap and processed and artificial flavors, artificial chemicals, artificial preservatives. If you're not eating tons of that stuff and you're eating wholesome foods, your blood sugars will love you. They will love you. They will love you. They will love you. So take that. If you take nothing else from this episode, take that, please. Please take that home. Uh, my door is always open to talk about these nutrition things, these food things. Like food has like become such a powerful thing for me. I've I, for ever since I've been diagnosed, I've been like about wholesome foods because I've been a coach, I've been a personal trainer, a strength coach, um, diabetes coach. Like I've been a coach for so long, so the 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 value of wanting quality food to eat has always been a part of my DNA learning about it over the past year has been super impactful. And I feel like I understand it on such a deep level, um, in terms of building a strategy, not the biochemistry. Like I understand the biochemistry, but that's not what you need. You need strategies. You need a strategy to help you. That's why I created the, my, you know, diabetes master course. Um, it's, it's been such a fun journey to take so many people and talk to so many people about food because it is so powerful and it will help your blood sugars. will just love you. They will love you. I'm telling you, they will love you. Okay. That's my rant, but okay. So when you think about your CGM, when you think about your technology, make sure that you have a plan B and maybe even a plan C in place. Always care, extra supplies. You know, if you're on the Omnipod like me, the other day at the gym, I like literally literally put on a new omnipod and then it went to the gym and was walking through a doorway and ripped it off. And I was stupidly didn't have an extra one with me. Because I had just changed and I had thought, oh no, that's I don't need to take an extra one. Always have extras no matter what. I'm telling you. Always have extras no matter what. Don't do as I do, do as I tell you to do. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me for this. These are like really fun little short snippets of things that I'm that's constantly on my mind and I'm constantly talking to people about um, I was thinking about this the other day and I really wanted to talk to you talk about it on the podcast because it just became so it, it just hit me so hard when I'm sitting there trying to calibrate three or four times more than that four five six seven eight times over the span of ten days and it's not doing what I want it to do it's not getting. As close as it should be getting to a finger stick, but then me stupidly leaving it on and not just taking it off. So what? What is? Because that's that's the other thing. That's actually yeah. This is that's the other question I would have for you. Do you have a whether it's a, whether it's the Dexcom, whether it's the Guardian, whether it's Nutrisense, whether it's uh the uh, Abbott Freestyle Libre? Do you have a set day? Within that time frame, the Dexcoms ten days. Within that ten days, do you have a set time frame of when you will change it if it's not working the way you want it to? If the numbers aren't aren't be, you know calculating the way you want it to, if you're just if you know it's probably a bad site, whatever it is, do you have a day? Is it day three? Is it day four? Is it twenty four hours of dealing with that? Is it forty eight hours of dealing with that? I would think probably it it. For me, it's probably a 24 to 48 hour thing, but I don't always follow it. So I'd be curious to know from you guys what yours is. Do you have the, a, a, a thought process behind that? Do you constantly say, okay, the, these, this is not working the way it, it's supposed to. I'm on the G6 and I've calibrated two times in the past six hours and it's still not calibrating the way it needs to be calibrated. Um, I'm gonna wait another twenty four hours, I'm gonna wait another ten hours, I'm gonna see what happens, and then I'm gonna change it out. I wish I would have done that the last these last two sensors. I really wish I would have done that it would have saved me so much headache and frustration. We gotta make diabetes easier, not more difficult things like this we can control we can control how long we keep a cgm on we can control how long we keep a pump on we can control how uh where if you're on mdi where you give those shots you have way more options if you're on mdi where you can give a shot so these are i think these are important things to think about and i hope that this episode resonated with you and i hope you caught some really good nuggets out of this thank you so much for listening Make sure you share the podcast with someone that is special to you, that you know is going to get value out of this. If you are looking for more guidance and support and education, my door is always always open. Please DM me on Instagram. Um, you can DM me on the uh, podcast's page, the Healthy Diabetic Pod, or you can DM me on my business page where I talk where I post so much about diabetes. Um, on Coach Ken, uh, the E and Ken is the number three. So if if you just you know search my name Ken Kanis, it should come up as Coach Ken. So, anyways, DM me, ask me questions, reach out. Um, I'm here to help all of you because I never had that when I was first diagnosed. If you're newly diagnosed within the net last and within the, the last two years, I I willing I'm willing to bet that you are struggling or you haven't figured this condition out if you have hands down to you that's freaking amazing post your success because we all want to see what you're doing so if you figured out this condition post that on instagram tiktok snapchat facebook i don't care what it is post it because people need to know people need to know how to be successful and every person that we see that is successful Every, every story that we hear that's a success story, every, hear, every story we hear that's not a success story gives us information to make our lives easier with diabetes, and that's what it's all about. So it's all about people making your life easier with diabetes. All right, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to get off here. I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.